right, we are live, and welcome everybody to the Unrestricted Paranormal Show. I know when you came over here to the channel and you're watching uh, myself and my guest here with us, uh, that it says, I want to believe, uh, but this is the Unrestricted Paranormal Show. Uh, we had to cancel I want to believe tonight. Uh, Elmer uh, Boster is dealing with eight inches of snow in West Virginia, so uh, crazy, crazy weather they're getting through that south band, which they normally don't see a lot of snow. So they're getting a little taste of Michigan yet. We're calling for snow here tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, I've got uh, a guest with me tonight. I'm Dan Holroyd of the Southern Michigan Paranormals, uh, as most of you know. So welcome uh, to the show. Uh, and joining me tonight is Rusty Jones. And, and Rusty uh, runs a, a paranormal group called the Central Michigan Paranormal Investigators. I believe CAC. Okay, CMPI <laughs> yep. is what it is, and we've had Rusty on the show before, and he last minute just popped in and said, yep, I guess I'm ready to come on over and talk paranormal, so that's what we're going to do. I'm always um, up to talk paranormal. Yeah, so welcome to the show, man. Thanks for Thanks. being here. Yeah. It's fun. Always so, talk to paranormal. We always going to talk to paranormal. Um, I've been at this for 15 years. You've been at it longer than me, and uh, I got to talking to a few uh, people who know you, uh, Drew uh, Ellsworth McRae, uh, over here from the Midwest Parahistorical Society, knows you. Tommy Amongst the Tombstones knows who you are, uh, and he's doing his own video thing, as does Randy's Real Paranormal. So you have a, a couple of people who have met you, and then you have a few people in my entourage who have gone over and uh, apparently know you and worked with you, because um, they mentioned stuff in Jackson, and they also mentioned uh, being with you guys, I think at the uh, at the Michigan Theater. Oh yeah, that's and, and 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 I think we brought up the antique. Drew and I were talking about, it, and I said, yeah, he was Rusty was going to get ready to invite me to do all this stuff over at this uh, automobile museum thing that they were they were setting up, and I just couldn't get my Ghostbuster people together to to come over and do anything because everybody was committing to doing other things because we were we were going through lots of shutdown stuff that was happening and other stuff, but. Uh, that's regardless. That's regardless. So people know you, man. It's it's good to run run in some of the same circles. It is. So it is yes. Yeah. Um, I ran across some interesting stuff, which would be, I guess, maybe a, a little bit of fodder for our discussion tonight. Uh, those of you tuning in, um, you know, the paranormal investigating field has a, a caught new life. I think it's it's re-exploded, if you will, in just in the last two years. And I know that when I came in around 2006, 2007, several of the shows had hit the air, and we know that it had rode, it rode a wave. It, it had peaked, and, and everybody wanted to be a paranormal investigator. Um, when I started my group, I think there were three or four of you guys here in Michigan. Maybe, maybe a few more, but it wasn't, it wasn't over 100. I know no, that. No. Yeah, and, and if you look at it now, there's... There's yeah. got to be there's got to be a couple hundred, if not over a thousand or more people trying to be well, ghost hunters. It, you, you take big cities like you know uh, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Battle Creek, Detroit. Right. You could get three or four, five groups just in those areas alone. You know, so you, especially on your side of the state, you got Grand Rapids, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo. Uh, not to mention some of the lake cities that you know have huge histories to them, anyways. Right you know, could spawn two or three teams themselves. So, yeah, it, it's blowing up. 
or has blown up it, you know, I should say. Well, well, I mean, it, well, it did at that time. That's where I was going with this. And then I remember you, you and I talked about it before, and I know you discussed it on other programs that we were reaching a point where people thought it was all going to just crash. It was going to crash. It was going to die. You know, the ghost hunter guys quit. I knew that wasn't going to last. I knew damn well that was not going to last. Um, and you had uh, stations like, uh, what is it, Destination America and a few yep. other, A&E was still, they were just going after new people to do like the monster hunters and, you know, but you didn't have yep. ghost hunters. I guess where I'm going with this is you didn't really have ghost hunters driving that machine uh, and driving the, the hysteria. Now, Zach and them still were out there, but, you know, they were kind of waning and having their own issues too. So I think everybody thought, I didn't, I think a lot of people thought about three years ago that this was all crashing. And as I said, was, was coming to an end. And I said, just give it, give it a wait. Uh People are going to get wise to these new shows. You know, we've had at some, some were funny entertainment value wise and others were just terrifically horrible. Um, and, and I know some of the people who were on the shows personally. Um, and that's the thing. Cause one of the individuals lives here in Oakland, uh, Michigan, and he had done a show with an actor and I won't give out names, but you know, it was on for a short while yeah. and, uh, he had worked with unsolved mysteries years ago and he had said, I'm never doing this again. And then he did paranormal state. I'm never doing this again. And there he was doing yep. it again. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting off track, folks, but I, I guess, like I said, we thought it was all going to crash. Uh, many people thought it was going to crash and die, and now we're back on the upswing. I see that, you know, Jason's got the name back, and so them now Ghost Hunters is back. I, I believe Grant's not giving up. I think he's still going to do his own thing, and I think that's coming back for another season, maybe. I, I mean, yeah, I heard no. Uh, maybe not. Off again, um, for personal reasons, you know, it's what I've read. I don't know how true that is now, so you know but i'm glad that jason got the name back and he's back on tv um i think what helps this upswing now is all the apps out there you know discovery has their own app all them so people can go to locations and watch a, a quick episode of ghost hunters and say okay this is what we need to do here you know so it's kind of like a learning tool really it still is. It still is. And, he, and even the newer episodes, you know, the, like I said, uh, but I, I just wish him well. You know, Grant yeah. Wilson's is a great guy. I know my wife uh, had talked to him a lot more than I ever did because she was interested in his music, you know, stuff of that nature. Right. And, and there's some things going on behind the scenes. Again, obviously, there's something happening there where those two are, they seem to be presentable to each other, but they, they're just not talking. And um, I hate to see that, but I don't want to get off on that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and now with that happening and there's new you know, interest, there's newer people coming along. And I'm discovering a new batch of folks over here. Everybody wants to do a YouTube channel and everybody wants to do, you know, this paranormal thing. And they want to be have everything needs to be just edgy and exciting yeah. and uh, full of entertainment. And I don't besmirch anybody doing what they do uh, or what they want to do with that. I guess where I'm going to segue into this is that the paranormal thing hasn't died. I think it's become more acceptable. Everybody wants it. Everybody's, you know, needing it. And, and I think that's why it's back. Oh, I think yeah. that's why the TV shows are back anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing more and more different ones come out now on TV too. Um, I mean, when I, when I first started, we didn't have any of these. Uh, there was no TV shows. There was no, I guess, lead in for someone. 
Yeah. It was all you had to kind of experience it and then get into it or read about it and then get into it. But there was no TV shows. So it's good to see. I'm not complaining at all. You know, um, I've met some really great people that got started because of TV shows. You know, hey, I watched this and I started my own group. Cool. Um, Drew Drew uh, says hi. He's watching. Hey, Drew. Um, And he says hi, Rusty. Um, Yeah, besmirched, Drew. I did use that word. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I, I guess we'll move forward because I guess seeing that there's this, this new wave, it's, it's a huge wave uh-huh. and people are doing the same thing again. I, mean, I know that YouTube folks who do this stuff have been out for quite a long time. You have the top 10 scariest moments, top five scariest. You know, I, I watch a guy, uh, an Australian guy who's or not Australian, maybe British. I, I keep thinking he's Australian, but um, he does some reaction stuff and he goes to all those and uh, 20 watts. Yeah. He reacts to all the yeah. ghost videos. Yeah. It's so okay. yeah, it's interesting to watch. And, um, I see that there, there, there's just hundreds, there's hundreds of people putting up paranormal stuff from all over the world because okay. he'll have stuff on there from the middle East and Spain. And I know when, when you were starting out and, and I started out, I never knew none of that existed. You know, we kept thinking that, why isn't nobody doing parts of Europe? Why aren't, why isn't anyone doing, you know, right. the Greek stuff? And and then there's a Greek group that he follows. So people are doing the thing. It's still out here, guys. Trust me. I, yeah. I think even if, if these guys take another break or, or finally quit, it's still going to be here. I'm still going to be doing my stuff. I'm sure you'll still be doing oh, yours. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I wanted to discuss tonight about paranormal is, is, you know, um, a couple of things, you know, I, I think we've talked in the past about uh, integrity and equipment and, oh, yeah. you know, maybe the do's and don'ts. And we'll cover some of that if we could on the show. Um, I'm a fella who, when I got into this, I was asking around to find a group that uh, might mean another person who had been had started together and had been interested for years. And I'd have stuff happen to me all my life um, if somebody would take us under their wing. And and we didn't really get too much response. I know I found Ghost Ghost Talk, which was the original podcast, paranormal podcast from day one. Um, And we couldn't get anybody to respond. And um, that's how I kind of started because I knew that I thought I I thought I knew what it would take to go out and investigate. Does that make sense? You know, asking questions. Yeah. And I, I knew some of the equipment. I had seen some different series over time uh ghost hunters hadn't yet hit the airwave i mean we were a couple of months away from that but um i kind of knew i had to have a video recorder you know a camera i had to have a a record a tape recorder or at least a digital recorder and then a flashlight of course that's all i that's all i thought i had to have but i i wanted to learn the right way to do this stuff and maybe maybe there were secrets you know there were secrets to doing it right you know Um Actually, you know, I was in the kind of the same boat as you. Um, so basically, all I did is just took what I do, I read, and went out and did it. You know, um, because at the time I started, technically, really, the internet wasn't alive yet. Right. Uh, so, uh, but with you, I think you came out right around the same time. I think it was the Clyde brothers uh, were on TV. Well, I mean, Cy, I was watching Lionsgate, you know, I mean, because Sci-Fi Network was still brand new, you know, right. uh, 2006, 2007 is when I started saying, well, I'm going to get together and start doing this serious. Right. That's when I kind of really jumped into it. 
it had, I'd had stuff happen around me for years. And I, I think I got my first EVP in about 87, 88, because we were cleaning the theater. I told you that story. We've shared that on our store on the show, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that that's what was going on. And I was just trying to get a hold of unsolved mysteries constantly when that was still hitting big in the nineties. But really, I think in, in between that time, there wasn't much happening. Right. I don't, I, I mean, when we, again, when we were coming into it, we, I was aware of who taps was because I started getting on the internet. MySpace was a thing and I hadn't, we hadn't yet jumped to Facebook. Facebook had not even right. entered the, entered the fray yet. And, uh, I was just searching there and I was finding groups and people here in Michigan. And yeah. that's where I came across Amy Williamson and Christy Robinette. They were doing this para woman thing, this paranormal woman thing. Yep. Um, I then became, yeah, I then became aware of John, you know, who we were talking about early, um, because he was starting to do some stuff out there and, um, all sorts of other groups, but again, not everybody was listed, um, you know, on my space. So I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I came along it was a very, I don't know, it was a, just, a, just a very strange thing. And I think the two groups that were here locally, which are defunct now, um, my best friends with one of the guys who, who started that group, WPAR, um, when I had reached out to them, I'd never really got an answer, but, uh, finding out from the, the person that I became friends with eventually was that they did get my message. But, you know, he said that the, the guy who founded the thing with him was really suspicious of anybody new trying to come into their, the group. Does that sound familiar? It does. Uh, when I started, there was like three, four groups in the whole state. Um, and to contact any of these guys, it was almost like walking into a different country. They, they didn't trust you because they're like, this is our territory. Right. You know, they were very territorial. Um, and especially when I come up with my group's name, which was Central Michigan, um, they all thought it was like, oh, you're taking the whole central part of the state. No, I'm going to investigate the whole state, but, you know. Right. Um, but that's where you're located. Yeah. And, I'm going to give a quick story real quick, if you don't mind, of how I actually came up with that name. Uh, Channel 10 out of Lansing used to be located here in Jackson. And when they did their news, news broadcast, they would always say Central Michigan, even though they were located here in Jackson. And that's how I took my name. You know, oh, well, Channel 10 can do it. I can do it too, you know. So right. that's how it came about. It wasn't, uh, I wouldn't. And I get this a lot still today is I'm not affiliated with uh, Central Michigan University at all. Um, we're not in Mount Pleasant. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the two main, main things from that area. But when I, to get back to it, when I started, groups are very territorial. You know, um, if they got a hold of a location, they didn't give it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's early on what I ran into because we finally just said, well, let's just do our own thing. Yep. We'll learn as we go. And, you know, I, I was reading all the books before my partner was, and he didn't know who half the people was that I was mentioning. He just had the, the gift for grabbing a camera and not being afraid to go in with me. And, you know, right. that's kind of what started that. And, and he had had some stuff happen to him, and, and we had things happen to us together. So that's the raw way of how I really kind of got introduced, you know, coming into the paranormal. And we, uh, you know, we put out a call to uh, on Facebook and or not Facebook, but uh, Craigslist was just hitting then. So we really started recruiting and we had people come and go. We had people who they were all interested in doing the ghost hunting part, even though we hadn't really cemented any clients yet. 
they were all about that. But then it reached a point where they didn't want, they wanted to go hunting, but they didn't want to do any of the work behind the scenes. Exactly. Um, they didn't want any kind of organization. You know, they just, they, it was like a fun thing for them to do. They're really into it, but they didn't want to be organized, I right. guess is what I was, what I'm going for. So that's how I got into it. And as far as the name goes, I'll share how we got our name is we ended up merging with some people. I, I called, uh, I originally called me and my other partner, the paranormals because we were anything but normal <laughs> and you've met me. So, you know, I got a sense of humor <laughs> and um, we were anything but normal. And we, we had a short merger with some people that I, I wasn't sure of. And I thought maybe I'll, I'll try it, you know, um, cause I had met these people again online and we had had them out to an investigation. And I thought, you know, and then the, the gentleman who ran the team said, listen, I'd, I'd like to come in under your wing uh, you seem to have the leadership thing. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm just kind of going by how I'd run a business, man. Right. I was a law enforcement security person. So, and I was a supervisor at the time. And so I said, I'm just running it like I would my officers. That's all I did. Yeah. But it was fun. And so then we, we took his name, which he was, you know, SMPI, uh, Southern Michigan, you know, paranormal investigators. And we were already just the paranormals. So we didn't really want the other person to kind of lose his identity. We were trying to be cool about the merger. And so I said, well, why don't we just call ourselves the Southern Michigan Paranormals? And it stuck. That's really? a, that's how we got our name. It just stuck. Uh, the rest is history. And, and it was a learning process because those two people that came over didn't stay long. You know, it turned into this right. thing. Um, and I had to ask, you know, them to step out, which which was hard. But um, I'm talking to one of them nowadays, now, today. Yeah. So we've gotten past that. But you know, that happens too. You know, when those of you like you and I, and we start groups that people come and go, sometimes they don't leave on great terms. Right. Uh, and that's always a hard thing too. It is. It is. Sure. Um, you both put time in and then mm-hmm. for some ungodly reason, there's that animosity between the two of you, you know, it, it, it's human nature, really. It is. It is. And Drew's making comment about what you said about territory that, you know, uh, that's what I guess where I was going with that long story too, was that I encountered that too. And right. um, all we were trying to do is just get some insight and, and have somebody t- take us along as a friend and kind of show us a little bit of the ropes. Right. Um, we kind of learned as we went and I grew as we went uh, based on our own experiences. But the one thing I always told the crew was, is that, you know, I think, you know, we, what we need to do too was to debunk before we started calling out, any kind of evidence, you know, we had to, we had to cross check all of our information before you present it out there. Because what I also found is that when those people who were out here at the time, and some of them are still around uh, individuals, uh, more or less, not than groups anymore, um, peer pressure was tough. And they were, they were, they had no problem calling other, other people and other groups out about not checking this or, or why are you doing this? And, you know, that kind of thing. But, but it was territorial. They for, sur- they for sure did not want us coming out to their case, working with them. It was just crazy. I didn't understand it. I think it's old school mentality. Um, it wasn't until the shows hit that they started going, oh, they're giving away our secrets. Right. When there are none. There are no secrets. Right. It, it's almost like Penn and Teller, you know, in Magic. Yep. When they came along, Magic blew up. All of a sudden, everybody wants to do it, even though and tell us giving the secrets out here in the paranormal the tv start giving out the secrets yes there's no secrets i understand that but it's the same same thing really it's the same mindset yeah i get what you're saying 
Right, right. Because I, you know, you would think, well, we don't want them, you know, knowing how to do the EVP sessions correctly. Uh, right. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and and I struggle with that still, because what I see is there's still people out there doing it. There's still people who I think put their own egos ahead of doing yeah. a lot of things and just trying to put their hands out and, and just get along with one another. I know as you and I talked, you know, they reached a point where we know some similar groups and I think maybe some of them have a hard time with me due to something in the past, but you know, having to sit and explain myself, I shouldn't have to because the people who committed that on me are the people who are the bad people. And there's a lot of people stepping away from them at this point. Right. And, and that's without giving any details folks, because we're not doing the show about the drama. Cause that's a big part of the, the paranormal too. Yes. But um, yes. Territory has always been strange. And they, they uh, said that I was territorial and that I didn't let anybody in Kalamazoo and that's nonsense. Yeah. You know, I don't own any of these places and you can come and go as you please. Right. Um, I just don't think what they liked is much like what you do is we were producing our own podcast. We started doing blog talk stuff. We started doing all these things. That's just because we wanted to share our stuff with yeah. you and everybody. We were trying to share our stuff with everyone. That's you know, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was stupid. And a lot of it was childish at the time. It still is. It yeah. still is. Yeah. But I met you uh, long. I mean, many years after I wish I had met you earlier. Um, but I met you, you know, at some point and I said that here's a guy who's laid back. Uh, we drove over and met you what in front of the home Depot or wherever it was. And uh, that's it, not really. yeah, cause I, well, I actually met you at, um, uh, the how to Halloween. Yes. Yep. Jerry Judlowski had you guys there and I walked in as a ghostbuster, like, who are these guys? And Jerry's like, Hey, it's a paranormal group that I see on, I saw on TV, whatever the case may be. Right. And, we, and I talked to you guys, I was real apprehensive about talking to you and it wasn't because I was guarding me. I was just, you know, wanted you to know that I'm just a cool guy and I just wanted right, to, yeah. to talk and, and work, work with you guys at some point. But um, paranormal folks is a really strange thing. And this guy that's on with me tonight, like I said, has, has years of experience and um, he's done a lot of things, a lot more than I have. I know my group's put in a lot of investigation time and done things, but um, you know, we, we, we worked with you, we learned from you. And hopefully maybe you saw something that we were doing. Um, I know that we, I brought out the girls and we had a couple people with us, but the territory is, a, is, is that tricky thing. It, I think it's still something that's prevalent. Again, there's eagles attached and people got to just stop. Well, what, what kills, what kills me, um, especially nowadays, um, people get attached to one location. Um, to use an example, and I'm not, calling anybody out on it, but the Eloise. Uh, there was a paranormal group there that right now they're running those ghosts upstairs. I think that's where a lot of this stems from is uh, groups starting to see that. Oh, they get attached. They get free free investigations there. Yeah, they get yeah. A little bit of extra money by hosting these things. Um, so they go out to these locations and say, hey, We'll investigate for free. We'll bring in other investigators. We charge them, you know, stuff like that. And I think that's where the territorial thing bites everybody. Yeah, I think it does too, because they want to be that, like you said, they're making an extra buck. Right. And, um, you know, I do too. I do tours. I, I you know, transparency here, folks. I do uh, paid ghost tours at Henderson Castle in Kalamazoo, but that's done by the owner. He's, he came to me and said, hey, we'd like to do this thing. 
And I said, well, you know, he wanted to know if I knew anybody. That's how it went. And I, because I told him I had done walking tours in Howell, Michigan years ago. And I did that for about five years. And it was a 90-minute walking tour. But there's a lot of work and time that goes into doing any of these. And that is that you've got to learn the history. You've got to put down a script. And, and so if you're out there to make a buck and you're doing that, um, that part I can get, you know, if you've got a place and they want to work with you and you got a business thing going, uh, I can understand some of the territorial issues there, but, but like you said, you know, we still allowed groups to come into Henderson, even though I'm there, I'm his guy. And he considers me his, his, I guess his paranormal thing, whatever I am there, ambassador of the castles, what he calls me. <laughs> I told Francois, keep it open to other groups. You know, if they want to come here and check the place out, they can make their own determination and and if you'll if you guys go out on youtube and you look at henderson castle you will see that i'm not territorial I've never have been because people have been there other people have been there and i'm cool with it they they should be they should come there and spend their money there exactly. um and the same goes for me doing anything out at the the poorhouse museum in van buren uh we host stuff out there and we'll do ghost hunts i know carl he's since passed away um kind of a great loss there and, uh, you know, MyPro took over when we stepped out because I said, you know, MyPro should come in here and investigate. Um, so I'm agreeing with you. You know, I'm, I'm all for that with people doing their thing. But I don't tell And the same with the museum, you know, Rusty is what I'm telling all of you folks out here, too, is that I don't hold ownership on that. Yeah. I'm cool with other groups. He's had groups there from Chicago, Iowa, Wisconsin. A group came from Wisconsin to do the poorhouse. Right. So. Why not? I mean, exactly. the more the better, man, because if they're picking up evidence and they're yeah. they're doing these places, right? And so more, more evidence we have. Yeah. Uh, say I come to the castle, pick up a, a EVP that you've heard before, but you weren't there when we got it. That just strengthens our cases. It strengthens everybody's stuff. And I wish you guys should come over, you know, if he, if he ever allows you guys in. It's kind of tricky over there because he's got to do it like certain hours. Right. You know, because he doesn't block off the house. But I, I'm going to invite you in over there. I, we will work on that. I've been saying that for years. But it seems like when I do have these dates, you're already doing something. I got to yeah. try to catch you months <laughs> in, in advance because you're already, you know, that last invite I sent you, you're like, nope, I'm going to. For Frankenfest, you're like, no, we're going to be over at this thing, and we were we were near each other where we were at, but we were just doing separate things. Yeah, we uh, that day we were up at uh, the USS Edson. Yeah, so literally, if I want to say up the road from Detroit, you were literally, you were literally up the road from Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, it, it's at the territory thing. I've never understood. You know, I think maybe they had that conception, and people have had that conception because we were, as I said, we were doing our own paranormal stuff on the internet. Um, I became friends of local uh, radio station DJs at all the stations that we have here. So they would hear me and, or my people in my group constantly. And God forbid we were able to get on channel three once in a while. That, I, and I, I am never going to hold back on that because right. channel three would do the news on everybody else's town, but Kalamazoo and, you know, and I would beg them and beg them. So it was rare. So I was mainly on like Fox out of Grand Rapids, Fox out of Lansing. I mean, everywhere, but my own damn town. And then when Lori Moore finally came to TV, she had me on a few times. So again, the, I guess the perception of people who, who wanted to come in was that, well, Dan's got fences and he's not allowing people in here. And that was, it was yeah. never true. It, that was, you know, me personally, Matt, that was never true. Um, 
I don't know, just silly stuff. We'll, we'll move on to the next part of this. So <laughs> the next part is just, you know, the integrity and sites, you know, that we've worked. Um, yeah. I know that you, you take that to heart because you've worked with the Michigan theater uh, for a couple, well, more than a couple years, oh, yeah. um, quite a few years. And I don't think that they would keep allowing you in if they didn't trust you. Can exactly. you talk about that? Talk about that a little. Yeah. Well, when I first got to Michigan theater, uh, it's been on my bucket list for years and years and years. And then they finally, um, they've been restored it for the uh, last 20 years. Um, and Steve Tucker, which is the director, um, the great guy, if you ever get a chance to talk to him and stuff like that. Me and him got talked one time and uh, he mentioned something about, you know, people report this thing. I'm like, oh yeah, I know everything about that theater, you know? And then um, the first time that we were there, um, he had a couple of representatives, you know, that way a, they could kind of keep an eye on us because you don't know who we are, you know, walking in there, you know, and I, I get that, you know, and the other part was for to lock up after we're done, you know, and uh, we did our thing, you know, as years gone by, you know, he had someone there for to lock the door. Now it's getting to the point where it's like, just close the door when you're done, you know, yep. <laughs> you know. He, he trusts me that much because he knows, hey, I'm not going to leave the, the theater in a, a mess. You know, um, we've actually vacuumed after we're done, you know, the, the whole theater just to make sure everything's clean. You know, if you start a group, you go to these places like that, at least offer to clean up after yourselves. You know, you pick up good your advice. Board, good advice. Yeah. Um, you, you know, especially during the wintertime, you're going to drag it in salt, dirt, whatever. Offer, hey, we can vacuum real quick. Where's the vacuum sweeper? You know, yep. Yep. and that goes a long way with a location's owner because there you're telling them, I respect your place enough to take a few minutes and clean up after us, you know, more than just picking up our equipment and all our junk and stuff. Right, right. You know, no. And that's what you got to do, you know, to show a location. You really care about that location. You know? Yeah. And, and it's funny you hit on that because. You know, like you said, I, I was just giving a, uh, I just kind of gave a talk yesterday to, to some people that were out here with us. And as I was telling them, you know, this is a learning thing and this is not a, a you know, any kind of me jumping on anybody, right. but I wanted people to remember, it's like when you're at a place, you know, the, you've got to show the respect, you know, yeah. clean up after yourselves, um, show respect to the people because you're, you know, the owner was here and that was the whole story. That was a whole funny story. Yeah. We, we won't, we won't talk about that, but um so Drew's listening and he knows where I'm going with this too. It's like, you know, anything that you're doing at the property, like you said, the form of respect has got to be on a high level. Oh, yeah. uh, that's the only way these people are going to continue to trust you. Because yep. if you're in there running around and you've got your, your shits everywhere and, <laughs> you know, the place looks like a mess when you leave, which these guys didn't do that. You know, they, they cleaned up after themselves yeah. and every, everything went well. But there were a couple of small things that I wanted to point out to him, which, you know, like I said, was that level of respect, you know, for the yeah. property, um, whatever it is you, you think you want to do, you know, second guess yourself at times yeah. and to ask yourself, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Should, you know, how do I behave here? But like you said, that goes a long way for property owners and anybody I've worked with that allows us into properties. That's my utmost thing is, and Jerry, you've worked with Jerry Jalowski. Jerry will tell you too let's say we consider the places we're investigating as a venue. Let's just, we'll just use that word. Always treat the venue higher than you would yourself. Oh yeah. Because, because that's how you endear yourself to them. And they'll see that you're sincere and that, that you're holding the integrity up, which is the most important, important part to me, like your Michigan theater. 
the history and the lives that have been there or whatever may still be living there, that's important. That's it an is. important thing to respect. It is. Another thing I'd like to point out, though, too, is speaking of venues, uh, Michigan Theater is a, a perfect example. Um, from Even from the first time that we investigated, they're like, oh, you can have free pop, free popcorn, help yourselves. I don't know. I kind of just know I don't want to. You know, um, if I pay for it, fine. Freebies, it's a touchy it's a trick. It's a touchy thing, yeah. yeah. You know, um, because A, especially with popcorn, it gets everywhere. Sorry. So you're cleaning that up. <laughs> and you're talking to a man who used to clean theaters for a living. Yeah, right. to get my way through college. Yes, I know. So it gets everywhere. You know, when, when venues offer you free stuff, I hesitate. There, you're, what you're talking about is the, exert a, a certain amount of humbleness. Exactly. Be very humble when they offer very, things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you need a drink of water, take it. But if they're offering you free pop all night long, that's revenue that they're going to be losing on a, a movie night, you know. Yep. So yep. kind of take that into consideration, too. Yeah, and, and I will say that, you know, with us, they were there with us, and you were there with us. So we got some – I don't know that we got popcorn. I do remember some soda, which was yeah. nice. We, we got some free drinks. But even I was – I felt weird about that, too, even yeah. though we did that. And I'm <laughs> with you. I'm the same way. They've – you know, we can't we, – we come into other places with my group, and same thing when he did the state theater. He's like, you guys want me to – he want me to pop you up a bunch of popcorn for you guys and some soda? I'm like, nope. Nope. And what I, the reason I said that was because I didn't want to get into that weird ground. Yeah, exactly. I said, these are adults. They can go out right down the road to the seven circle K or whatever the hell it was and get their own stuff and bring exactly. it back. Um, yeah. But later on, you know, when we came back for a second time, you know, we, we, we had some popcorn with them. We all sat around again, you build up a rapport with these places too, like yeah. you said, but I think exerting that humble pie is, is, and it's, it's gotta be a real and a meant thing. Yes. Um, when you do a lot of these places too, because you've been into, you know, like uh, working with the auto museum people and other people who are really putting their heart and soul, not, not just dollars, but they're putting lots of amount of time and, and, and effort into having this place and they want the paranormal to maybe be part of it. Right. Just be humble, man. You're right. right. That's a good message. Just be humble about it. Just be cool about it. You know, take, don't take, don't take advantage is, is how I, I put exactly. it. Yeah, and I, sure. you know, um, I don't know if I did this with your group, but um, the past couple of groups I came, had to come with us to Michigan Theater, I always take them up onto the stage, stand them in the middle, and help look out to the chairs. And I goes, now just think, the likes of Lucille Ball stood here, uh, the Three Stooges, yep. uh, Bud Abbott, Laurel, you know, all them, all the great comedians, actors, at one point stood on that stage. Right where you're standing, and all of a sudden you can see the look on people's face, like "Oh my God!" It, it hits them right then and there that where they're standing at. So you get that humble factor real quick, you know. So yeah, I don't yeah. point out to, you know, places. No, like we I I love talking about that because we talked um, when we were there with you guys, and I remember we had a great lunch with you. And man, I, I, that was such a great memory. Um, but that the theaters were put up about the same time. And I know Colonel Butterfield did ours over here. Uh -huh. um, I'm not sure who built 
um, the the Michigan theater, but they're similar. They were vaudeville theaters. And so I'm sure whichever way they were traveling, east or west, right. when they were done here, they were headed to you. If they were at your place, they were headed to us. So exactly. we, you shared all the same acts and all the same people as we did over here too. And I, I used to say the same thing, guys. You're standing on that same stage. Those people were legends, and there's got to yeah. be something left over here. If not them, you know, because they had appeared at so many places. What about the community people who may have passed on? Oh, yeah. that, that's This was their life. Yeah. They went there every Saturday, Sunday to see a matinee. And, you know, back in the day, they used to show those serials, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Flash Gordon, all these things. Batman. And then you had the kids hop along. Cassidy series. I mean, it just... Uh, the history, we could do a whole show on that history of theaters. It'd be a lot of fun, but yeah, you're right. You know, the humble pie is an aspect. And I think that as individuals, us, us as investigators and, you know, you're a leader of your group. I lead my group that we, we show them that we're capable of that too. Uh, yeah. The same thing is that we admit when we're wrong, you know, if there's something that we've done wrong, you got to face up to the, to the crowd and, and, you know, our people and say, yeah. listen, I made a mistake here. Let's make sure we don't do it again, and let's learn. Let's learn by that mistake. Yeah, I've I've booked a few investigations that I think sit there and go, why? Why, did why are we here? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I yeah we've discussed that too. Yeah, we've done those. Yeah, yeah. You just look around. You're like, what was I thinking? Yep. Yeah, some of those. Um, I don't do too much of the personal stuff anymore. Um, uh, I mean, Bob's out there, but Bob's a little busy with his life right now and some things going on, but you know, there, we'll still go after some and, 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 but I, I'm just sticking to the historic places, you know, houses, you know, libraries, anything that's got a history. I mean, you've right. done your Edson, you've done the Edson, right? That's what it's yeah. called. The Edson. Yeah. And of course I've on this end over here and I, and I think a group that you, we both know has, has now been over here to both my places, but see, it's not my place. See, there I go. People could take that statement as being territorial. Let me put it to you this way. People have been over to the same Navy ships that I've been on, okay? The, the Silver Sides and the uh, uh, LST-393. Right. And so I see that some, there's new groups doing some stuff with them, and, and I'm all for it. Again, I don't care. As long as those they're getting attention for the paranormal, do right. your thing. Um, I did correct one magazine or whatever it was up there about something, but other than that, I, I have nothing to say about it but it, those were fun the world war ii ships were great oh yeah um, and if i ever get the chance to come over there i don't know if that's a paid event or what i i would like to, the opportunity to come over and check it out well they do uh i don't know about right now i think they're closed right now because of winter um but uh when they they are open they do offer tours uh they're ten dollars you go up on the ship by yourself walk around um the uh if you want to do an investigation the little put you in contact with so we'll talk about that later and it wasn't that expensive to to go up there for you get the whole night and and that would be the only place i'd pay to go you know uh, is the navy ships yeah because we because we did with the lst again transparency out here we talk about venues you know we paid to sleep there three nights and three days and we did that in the last part of september they were going to be shut down at the end of that weekend and uh, during the day when people were doing their last tours, you know, people would come in, we'd lock our stuff up in, in certain rooms we were staying in and we'd have run of the ship. Right. And they treated us well. I, I know, I don't know if I got to see if Ron's still up there because I know that they have new people, you know, right. running, running the board now. But um, 
where I'm going with that is that it was just a great stay. And the same with the submarine. You can pay money to all year round, even winter, because they run heat in it. Um, the LST, they shut down, you know, for the winter. But, um, yeah, you can spend the night on it and all this crazy stuff. And yeah. I'm just, I'm partial to that. But like I said, paying, I, I went around the block to get to this point. Paying for those venues, I would do it anytime, all the time, because it stays with the museum. Right. And for them to maintain those boats in the water, you know, it takes a lot of money to, to repair those and, and keep them afloat every year. Yeah. People yeah. don't realize that. So I, I definitely, I definitely like to come see that um, equipment. Now, when you started out, well, you know what, before we do that, folks, we're going to take our first commercial break. Um, we're here with Rusty Jones of CMPI. Uh, I'm Dan Horroyd. I want you folks to uh, uh, go get yourselves a frothy beverage. I know, this is funny. This looks like water. We discovered this tonight. I've discovered a new drink called stevia. Now it's 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 that's based on the sugar substitute stevia, and it's ginger root beer. So okay. when we poured it out of the can into the glass, I'm like, why is this clear? <laughs> and it's clear, and it tastes like root beer, and it's zero calories. I mean, zero sugar. Right. It, this stuff is just amazing. So if you want to try it, try it. Anyway, they don't pay me any money. I just wanted to point that out as being funny. Folks, we had a sponsor of the program before we get to our commercial. Uh, please go give them a, a love and a like. And, and for sure, if you're looking to come to Kalamazoo, go to Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com. It's an 1895 bread and breakfast uh, mansion that was built by Frank and Mary Henderson of the Henderson Ames Company. Uh, please go give them a look and like. And, of course, if you look, you can come visit with me once a month because we do historic ghost tours. Um they're right around $87. Now, I again, we were just talking earlier about venues. I, I get a small cut of that. I don't do it for the money, uh, much to my wife's chagrin. I am not motivated by the almighty dollar. But uh, go book your, your next tour. I will give you a tour of the house. You'll learn about the family. We go across to the cemetery um, and do some special things over there as well. Uh, also, if you're coming to the Lake Michigan or the seaside here this spring and summer, um, to South Haven, Michigan, book your next stay here at Historic Hotel Nichols, which we just investigated uh, two nights ago. Last night, night before, I'm losing track of my days. It was Saturday night. What are we on, Monday? So Saturday night we investigated. So hotelnichols.com and Gun Barrel Coffee. You've had the rest, drink the best. All right, we're going to be back for more uh, right after this.
kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
This is the big dog, and I want you to know that you're not alone. The team at the National Runaway Safe Line is here for you, offering a range of support services 24-7. For the hotline, call 1-800-RUNAWAY or 1-800-786-2929 to speak with a trained NRS staff member or volunteer who will listen and support you. If you are a victim of child abuse or are thinking of running away to escape an abusive home, call now and you will be helped. The number again is 1-800-786-2929. Hey, you listening to this podcast, I've got a message for you. If you've drank the rest, now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. We are the Gun Barrel Coffee Incorporated team. We are united by the love of coffee, guns, freedom, and America. What started as a hobby has turned into a high-quality home-roasted coffee, enjoyed by family, friends, and now the public. We are proud to donate a portion of our proceeds to the organizations who support those who serve, those who protect and defenders of our rights and freedom. Accept no other substitutes. You've had the rest. Now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. You can find the guys at GunBarrelCoffee.com.
We're back. Hey, everybody, thanks uh, for hanging with us here on the Unrestricted Paranormal Show. I am Dan Holroyd of the Southern Michigan Paranormals. We've got a special guest with us. Uh, he's always special to me. It's Rusty Jones of CMPI uh, here in Michigan, uh, right out of Jackson. And um, we were talking about some different things. Now, I wanted to talk, start talking about equipment. I know that we've kind of jumped around that, you know, talking paranormal, you can either be very businesslike and we could be staunch and stiff and go after each of these things that I wanted to kind of just throw around. That I wanted to kind of talk about again or all over again. Um, or, you know, you could do what we're doing. Like I said, we're just having a discussion. And if you guys want to chime in with, uh, you know, any, anything there on the chat, feel free. Uh, or if you have comments, please send them to SMP Kazoo, S-M-P-K-A-Z-O-O. That's right. SMP Kazoo at yahoo.com. And uh, I'd love to hear your guest ideas or some of your comments about any of these programs. Um, you can also uh, go and tell your friends about this network. Now, okay, here's how you spell it. <laughs> www.unrestrictedparanormal.com. Now, when you spell unrestricted, hear what I'm saying there? Trickstid, you're going to go unrest, RXTD, okay? RXTD, unrestricted. Because I had, I couldn't get the regular spelling because somebody had it for something ridiculous. It wasn't even paranormal. So um, unrestrictedparanormal.com. Uh, that's our network. Not only will you hear this program or see us on their occasion, uh, we've got Paranormal Brew with Taryn Kerper. Uh, we've got Haunted Mitten Podcast has is, is joined our team. So you can listen to those gals. They put on some great podcasts. Uh, we got Studio 6 with our own uh, Shane uh, Feek. I always want to call him Shane McGregor. I keep telling him that it's Shane McGregor, but it's Shane Feek. Um, and we've got a couple other programs out there. I know that uh, Gun Barrel Coffee does a podcast, and I throw some stuff up. We've got Captain Wallace, a good friend of mine. Uh, Captain Wallace and his crew has their own page as well. We, we have a dichotomy. It's not just paranormal on that network, but uh, there you go. Um, you could also hear us on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on unrestrictedradio.com. Now, that's spelled normal. I don't want to confuse anybody. That's the spelled normal. Unrestrictedradio.com. The app is free. Tell your friends, your neighbors, and even the family members you don't like. Tell them it's free. And they can listen in your car, Bluetooth is anywhere. It's very cool. Um, so, Rusty, we were going to talk about equipment. We were, yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, when you first started, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you had in your hands when you first went out there, what did you start with? The Polaroid. Okay. For a camera. Which is excellent. Yep. Yep. And just a cassette recorder, a mini cassette recorder. That's it. And a flashlight. That's at the time, that's all I could afford. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Yeah. I think a lot of us start out like that. Like, well, I had what I could afford exactly. and I didn't run out and buy all the stuff. Um, well, the cassette recorder is important. Yes, because, because, you know, that I think a lot of us start out with. But did, I, I would tell anybody the number one thing you should always have as a paranormal investigator is. Cassette recorder. Yes. And yeah. flashlight. I was going with the flashlight. thing, oh. but <laughs> that, We'll call that number two because you got to see what you're doing in the dark. I mean, you well, don't always have to do this. In oh, the dark, I wish but, someone would have told me that a long time ago. <laughs> I, I know. Damn it. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, those are the most important equipment is the cassette recorder. And your brain, you know. You are your I, best tool. You know, You're your best tool. Your senses, your brain. You know, I've walked into locations and 
you know, you smell something, you're like, what? Well, I should be here, you know? <laughs> so always trust your senses too. Always. Yep. Yep. You, you are your best tool in your kit. You're, exactly. you're, you're, you're it and your kit. And I tell people just leave, leave all the drama at home, get a lot of stuff off your mind. I know that's tough. That is a very hard thing to do. Uh, I know you've, you've struggled. I've struggled with it. I know we've all struggled with it, but you clear your mind, you're there and you can feel energy changes. I mean, you don't have to be sensitive no. to feel that the energy in a room has changed uh, or, or in a cemetery, wherever it is you're at. And uh, it's a little hairs at the back of your neck. That's what it is. That is, that is, that's right. I, I think that's a natural thing. It's that fight or flight yep. thing and your body is putting out energy and it's sensitive to the changes around it so i think that that's a good good way to go too now did you keep a photo album when you were doing polaroids for some of the yeah, first things yeah. that you did yeah. you still have them uh somewhere around here i gotta find yeah. them <laughs> yeah man yeah i mean we're gonna have you over to the uh, ghost Rama august 20th and so if you're there at your table you got to bring those i, I want to look through those because i saw a lot of groups who did that see we didn't do that and we oh. were like what why did that why does all these groups have all these these photo albums. Now I had a 35 millimeter camera, but I had pictures kept in envelopes. I wasn't putting up, you know, I wasn't smart enough to figure out maybe we should put some of these in a photo album, but we very quickly went to digital right, right after that too. Yeah. Uh, digital is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, you can store a lot more and everything like that. You store it on the computer and stuff, but. And film was, film was getting expensive, man. Yeah, exactly. Man, with a digital card, you had it. We had it made. You know, the I had uh, first digital camera we had. I think had like that fifteen foot rule because the yeah. flashes were still new. So anything within that fifteen foot realm, you might as well discard it because you're going to exactly. get orbs all day long. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it was orbs. Yeah, but but I liked having the thirty five millimeter. I still have all those negatives uh, put away in a box because you know if we were to catch an anomaly using it, let's say, I won't say it's an SLR flash because it wasn't. It was, you know, the rudimentary flashes that we had for them. Because uh, the camera I had was a 35 millimeter that was used in World War II. This is how old this camera was. So I'd have to learn my lighting settings and, and a whole slew of different things. But where I'm going with this is that if, if I got a weird anomaly on there after taking photography classes for four years and I knew what to look for and it showed up in the negative, you know, I mean, you can falsify negatives, but you have to be really good at what you're doing. So where I'm going with that is if, if I were to catch something, and I only did once, I caught a light anomaly at an old paper company that was over 100 plus years old. And there it is on the negative. And there was nothing there that should have caused it. Right. Nothing. I mean, I'm in, I'm in broad daylight and the sun's to my back. So it was really weird. Really weird. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever use notepads? Did you ever, you know, when you were starting your team, Cause I did at first and people really hated me because it was the law enforcement guy in me. And I was like, you need to have a notepad. You need to have what we called field notes is what I would buy them. I'd buy them in packs and I'd hand them out with a pen and everybody was looking at me weird. I'm like, cause the minute something happens, I want you to stop, turn on your light, write it down. And then when you put it in your report at the end of the investigation and they couldn't understand why, did you do some of that too? Oh yeah. Quite a few times. Just because a, um, it wasn't for at the end of the reports or anything like that. Um, but Sam said, I hope going through the, my pictures and I look at what I can go back to my notes and say, Oh, I know what I took that picture, picture because this is what happened. Yeah. You know, so I can collaborate with myself basically at that time. You know, it's like, okay, uh, say this picture had a light anomaly. Oh, car went by at that time. 
okay, that's that way, but I can toss it out, you know. So yeah, you, you know, it's still best idea to do it today. Yeah, corroboration yeah. is important. Yeah, yeah. And, and I did that too. Same reasoning, same reasoning, and 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 you know, then we made the jump. I said everybody could stop using them because now I made sure that everybody with the beginner kit, what we started out with, like what you did. You know, I had a mini cassette recorder and I had a Walkman that still worked. I still have this. Yeah, uh, it's still in my kit. And I can still find tapes. And so, you know, I'd use those. I had, I went and bought a digital recorder, but it sat. I didn't use it for a year or two, but I used those tape recorders. I had a, that 35 millimeter camera. And then um, we were going to use a Polaroid, but um, one of our people ended up spending some money. So we used the digital camera. I brought that along, but we didn't have a film. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't filming anything. I didn't do night shot, infrared, nothing. Um, so I did the same thing, you know, back in, yeah. back in the day too. Well, back in the day, you didn't have all this stuff. You didn't well, have EMF detection. You didn't have. No, um, no. Uh, thermal. You didn't have IR. You didn't have anything. You had a camera, cassette recorder, and a flashlight. And yourself, like we, yeah. like you've already covered folks yourself. And I, I'll tell everybody out there right now, um, last Saturday, um, I didn't take my EMF meter with me. Wait, I had three other groups here and they're all using, I mean, they had REM pods. They had all sorts of stuff. Drew had his stuff. I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But you know, for me, I've kind of reverted back. <laughs> I've reverted back to the old school where I will take this, you know, people watching at home, I will take the digital with me. I have this out because I got some EVPs from here last night. Um, and by the way, folks, we're broadcasting from hotel Nichols tonight. That's where I'm staying all week with my wife. Um, so I had this, I had this trusty fella, the ghost box, which I rely heavily on. I didn't use to when we first got them and I didn't use it all the time because, you know, I've gotten good EVPs without it, but I had that, a flashlight camera. I, I was choosing between, I was going between this digital one, which can shoot underwater. I uh, got this from my daughter as a gift and I love this camera. Um, it, it's really cool. It does underwater stuff. Anyway, between that and this, and the only thing that I'll do with this phone is I'll turn it on airplane mode and I want to, Hey, you can see us on our show. Look at that. How cool. Yeah. Um, I want to tell everybody that if you're going to use phones, I don't want to jump to that. We'll do that in a minute. Remind me. We'll do okay. this in a minute. So I had the phone on airplane mode and I was taking photos and some video. That's all I did. I, I kind of screwed with my guys and did some stuff with them did my ghost box sessions. I did some stuff with Drew. I followed the other team shortly from room to room. I was just kind of checking what everybody was doing because I was so interested in seeing so many different points of work, right. if that made sense. Oh, it does. Yeah, but you know, I went old school, man. Yeah. Anytime you're working with another group, follow along. You might learn something, you know. And, and I did. These yeah. are young guys. They've only been doing it for, I mean, less than a year, two years, I think. But I still learned some stuff. I, I, I think I've been in the game a long time, but I still learned. I, I They reminded me of some things we used to do, and I thought, you know, that I, we need to get back to doing that, that type of thing, yep. you know, with some candle work and some different stuff. Because I, I got too busy in shortening everything down to what we were trying to do to make connection and to talk to somebody. And, you know, and I think that there's a wider span of stuff to right. use. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um you know, if you're not learning, you might as well get out of the field, really. Yeah, because I think then you're probably that person that's saying you know it all. Exactly. Yeah, and you we, know, you and I've run, a, you and I've run across those folks. Yeah. More than I care to. 
you know, because they are, they will argue consistently with you. That's why um, there's a lot of pages out there on Facebook and people will post stuff. I've stopped commenting just because I don't want to get an argument with somebody. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they'll be like, well, what do you see? Nothing. You know, or they'll put a right. red circle around something. Do you see what I see? Well, now that you put it out, yeah, I see it because you pointed it out. You know, um, give me the unfiltered picture. Let me see if I see it still. And how are you on a lot of that? Now that you've 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 touched on that, let's let's talk about that for a second. Because <laughs> I'll I'll still do it on occasion because you know there's some things that I just want to make sure the the audience because I only do it I think on stuff that I've presented to the tour because I definitely want them to obviously see it, you know? Right. Um, so how are you like with other groups? I mean, I guess we're, I want to hear what you have to say and then I'm going to tell you where I'm at with it too. Uh, it depends, honestly. Um, if I've worked with a group before, I think I'll be more, a little bit more cordial. You know, it's like, Hey, I don't see that. Give me some background, you know, what's going on here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, with the individuals, I'm a little bit more direct. I'm like, that's not orb. There's, you know, too many variables to call it an orb. There's too many this or that, you know, um, it would have been better to just throw the picture out there and say, what do you see? Don't point anything out to anybody, you know, because, and I'll explain the, uh, and I won't pronounce it wrong, Pyridia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, as soon as you point it out to somebody, they're going like, oh, yeah, I see it now. You know, you can't do that. Isn't that funny how that's a new word now? We used to just say matrixing. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's now it's parodia, which which is the scientific term, but I'm just right. like we just just say matrixing. You could matrix <laughs> anything that you your mind's you know taught to recognize, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. But, and the funny thing is, is people sit there like you can't see that. No. no. Um, yeah. Because it's not there, you know. Or they'll they'll throw a picture up of like a door frame. Do you see that face in there? No, because you're seeing it because you want to see it. I still get them too, buddy. I still get them too. And, and and they don't like my line of questioning because I go through the gambit of what you should ask, you know, like, well, where are you, where's this picture taken? Yep. Uh, are you indoors? What's the weather like? Especially if it's an outdoor shot, oh, what yeah. time of year is this taken? What's the weather like? Is it moist outside? Is it wet? Is it hot? Is it humid? Uh, were there a lot of bugs? I mean, I ask a whole oh. series of things that they would—they don't care, you know, because I get so many that are just orbs in a cemetery. You're like, look at all the ghosts. Do you see them? What do you think? And I'm like, those aren't ghosts. There may be some in there because yeah. I still, I'm a believer in some orb photography because I don't think all of them are, I don't think all of it's a, a mustache or a bug, you know, uh, hair is where I was trying to say there. But I, as I said, I'm like you too. And then I tell them, well, I, you're going to be upset with where I'm going to, go with this because yep. either i see it or i don't and there's times i've seen some things yep. but i also cross reference photos when people send me stuff because i've caught people sending me iphone apps and yep. i tell them like well who took this photo because you know i i referenced this and it's an iphone yeah. insert so whoever's yep. telling you that's a ghost in the basement there's nobody it's not real so i i'm with you you know and then you end up making enemies some of them don't react real well to my my comebacks either and i'm sorry i don't see it no. i'm like you i don't see it man no. I, I, you could you circle know. it all day the funny thing is is uh, you mentioned cemeteries when people send me those pictures i will send them one back and say how many orbs do you see you know this is what I, I actually took in a cemetery and there's like three orbs in it right 
I'm like, oh, so you see three orbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, here, watch. And I blow it up. And it's three crickets from a distance. They look like orbs. Now, do you see where I'm coming at? You got to have a little bit more context. You got to have understand your surroundings and stuff like this. And you're like, you do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> if, if any message comes out of this, us touching on this subject, like I said, just photography or, or anything that we're doing, which we'll talk about the other parts and then we'll get to that phone thing here in a minute. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would tell them the same thing that you would tell them. I also tell them too, that, you know, I, I, we lost a, I lost a friend uh, last year um, suddenly and Jason Sullivan for years had been doing videos called paranormal One Hundred and One, And Jason was known he'd been around for a while now. Yeah. I used to give Jason some guff and he'd give me some guff because there were times like, well, if I tell you it's not haunted, trust me, it's not haunted. I'm like, well, you know, just because you say it doesn't make it so, dude, come on. Just, you know, he was just a funny guy like that, but he was very good. He was very good at telling people to be critical in your thinking and in your analysis. And he would show how you create false uh, positives and he would throw water in the air and take pictures because he was aware that a lot of people were phonying. Uh, on purpose, but he said, well, let's do the stuff that would be accidental, like somebody smoking, yep. you know, and there would be a whiff, you know, and, and then the orb thing came up and he was the same as you were, you know, he's just like, listen, you know, a lot of it's going to be insects and bugs and moisture and dust. Um, he was in, in, of course, you know, with still photography, how are you going to disprove or prove that either way? And uh, he's the one that got me online and to say, listen, you know, show me some of the ones you, you think you have, because I said, well, not all of these could be just foreign matter because I have some that are way past 15 and 25 feet that are showing up and there might only be one and I'm in a building. Yeah. But then when I look at the wall, the damn thing's cast in the shadow. So he's like, well, that's what I call an anomaly. That's, that's something that is a good picture. And I showed him one that I took at an event that Troy Taylor had done years ago in um, Illinois. We went to the uh, Springfield theater, I think is what it was. And, um, while people were in there, they were doing a lecture and I got in the balcony and was able to take a shot down and this huge white orb appeared over the, the guys, the talker, the, you know, the, the presenter's head. Yeah. And I took it to Troy and I said, well, the only thing that worries me is if you look at the red curtain that's behind the guy, it's casting a shadow. And he's like, whoa. And so that's what I would tell people to kind right. of look for. That doesn't, I'm not, I, not, at no time did you hear me say it was a ghost. No. No, no time will I tell you that, but that shouldn't be there. That's something exactly. the camera's identifying that only it's seeing and I'm not seeing. Yeah. But it's a tough thing with, with photography. Um, yeah. And like you said, having the circle things, outline things. Um, I guess what we're trying to tell you, and he, again, Rusty's been at it longer than me, so please listen to him. Um, you know, you, you guys have to slow your roll sometimes, and I think it's still prevalent. It's still going on. There's a lot of people putting up YouTubes and all sorts of other things that are out there that they just run with anything before they try to explain it first. Um, you know, let's talk the EMFs. You know, when they first came out, everybody was using that cell sensor device, which yeah. it's a good tool, but people weren't realizing when I remember when I first bought one, I bought one and I thought, well, we're going to use this. But then I sat at home with it and I started putting like my phone next to it. Yep. All I had was an Nokia camera phone. I'd put my phone next to it and different things and it would go off. Yeah. If I moved too quickly, it would go off. So I thought, man, we're going to, you got to be careful with this thing. You just got to hold it still or we need yep. to set it down. We then bought one that had the extension, 
you know, had the little wand. And again, that was giving us false hits. And I just was not saying, Hey, there's a ghost and we're tracking something. And, but I kept using it. Um, then they came up with the K2, which everybody saw on ghost hunters. Um, they're good tools, guys. They're good tools. Just please learn how sensitive they are. There's nothing wrong with debunking some of your equipment. They're still great tools, but you got to learn how to use them correctly. Here's here's a here's a perfect example. Everybody loves a rem pod, right? Mm-hmm. And we know how close you have to be to set it off. Yep. Unless you're a walkie-talkie, certain frequencies will set it off. And if you're in a location where there's a high traffic concentration, especially with truckers, nine times out of ten you're going to get hit with one of those frequencies. And it's going to go off and it's going to blow your mind. So keep that in mind. Man, you must be reading my mind tonight, dude. I'm telling you, brother, he must be he must be keying in on me. Because I worked with another group. I'm not going to mention their name. Great group of people, but that was going on. And I had been in that building before because I used to deliver deliver auto parts there when I was just before I retired. And um, I was asking them. I said, "Well, you know, <laughs> there's a creek over here, and right there's the highway." I'm talking literally. I could throw a rock and hit a car. Yeah, you know, from inside this building, if there was an open window, and uh, the same thing was going on, and they were in that back section of this place, and it was going bananas. And but I could, I was watching. I wasn't saying anything. I was watching, and there was an intermittent pattern to it. It wasn't random yeah. to questions. It was just, and they were just running to town with it. Yeah. And afterwards, I went to you know the guy running the group, and I said, well, I just wanted to bring a couple things up. You know, and how do you do that when you're a guest? You know, I, I told Drew when I, when I first started working with Drew and those guys that I, there's some things I wanted to point out, you know, uh, that I, I had learned over time. And that was one of them. And it just kind of blew it off. You know, the other guy did. And so I just thought, well, you know, I mean, they did some great work otherwise, but they, they were jumping to a lot of conclusions and yep. a lot of things. And there was there was research that I had on the property that I did before I went out, which I ran by them and they had no clue. That's another thing I think you should do. I mean, you can pick or I guess I'll let you talk to that. You can pick or choose when you want to do research on a place or go in blind. I mean, I'm good with both. I always have to have research. Me too. too. Um, It's always a good thing though. Even if you don't use it during the investigation, when you're going through your uh, evidence and stuff like that, the best time to use it, you know? Yeah. Because how, how do you corroborate anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to contaminate. I mean, there's there's been very few times that I I I knew that we could we had some stuff, but I I sat on it and I didn't want other people in the group to have it because I wanted them to see what they got blind and if they were to run a name past me that I had on you know the research, and they get this on the ghost box or something you know something I, I would right. be like whoa you know. Um, but yeah, that was important to me because uh, I always try to look to see what's underground first. I always look at topographical maps, you know, geo- geological maps. Um, people ask me why, you know, and I'm like, well, here's why. Because yep. of the quartz and the water and, you know. Whatever. Yeah, it's all connected. And I did that when I did the tours out in Howell. I mean, Howell is a, it's, it's just a bevy of paranormal activity. Yep. Uh, not just because of the history, folks. It had a lot to do with the land. Who was there before? Were there Native Americans here? You know, we were at this place where there was a river. 
which they didn't know about, said, you know, there's a creek outside. No, we didn't know that. Where's a creek? And there's a creek. I can see it from the road. Um, I mean, and, and the farm, there was a farmhouse that, that used to be on the farmland and the farmhouse was still out front. You had to go past it to get to this building right. because they had bought that property on backside. So you're right. It's important. I always think it's important to know that when you're going in, even to a personal case is get to know the person, do some research, ask some questions and, um, God, just stop jumping to conclusions. That's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Speed of that though. Um, Go back to something you said, Indian burial grounds. Uh, I hate to tell everybody, but there is not an Indian burial ground in everybody's backyard. Right, right. Uh, and there's not, and your your backyard isn't a Native American burial ground, right? That's what you're saying. Yes. You know, okay. um, yes. I don't know how many times someone's like, "Oh, I know my house is built on Indian burial ground." Nine times out of ten, though, because as soon as they find that out, there is no building permit, at least in the state of Michigan that I know of. Right, right. Um, so once that's been documented you're not building a house there you got to build it someplace else because they're going to go in and try to excavate or find out what's going on there so yeah i get that a lot yeah Yeah. any any farm we've done any place we've done that's the first thing out of their mouth and then i'm i'm often looking i'm off doing the research and it's it's accessible to anybody you can go to local libraries you know and they will tell you where potawatomi were living they even have as far back as to where their villages were um, and, and some of us can tell, you know, I know that you're, you're, I know that you're, you're a wise man, uh, Rusty, because I know like, let's say you and I went out to a farm and we know that's a natural site, meaning that they haven't done much to the land other than, you know, they may, they don't plant on the Hills, but you'll see a, a row of trees up there because they've always been there. And then there's a water source that's always been there. Well, it gives to reason that somewhere up there is going to be a native American campsite. At least yeah. you, you could assume because they would be on the Hill the water to run away from the camp uh, or there'd be very they'd be down near the creek in that area because they were always near a water source exactly so but like you said there's so many people that claim that and i'm so tired of hearing it still tired of hearing it but i'm always courteous i listen to their story until i can prove it otherwise but uh that is that is a rash that's a very rash or the fairy thing is a big rash that i hear from people all the time that i got fairies in my backyard and in my barn and you're like, yeah, okay. All right, it, it, well. The best piece of advice I can give anybody that's starting out, get with your local historian. Make friends with that person. Yes, Here, sir. There will be a wealth of knowledge right there that they'll, they'll share with you for free. Right, right. So definitely do that. Hopefully all of you are learning when you're watching this now or you're listening to us later here on the program that you're, you're hearing what we're saying. You know, we're not, we're not know-it-alls. We're just telling you what we've learned and what works best for us. And it's scientific value is what we're trying to hand off here uh, somewhat to science, scientific method, you know, is how my group operates as well. No, no, there's no such thing. I mean, I think, you know, when, when people have us on a program or something, you just say, well, we're, we're experienced, experienced investigators, you know? Um, And like I said, you've been doing this longer than me. Uh, the other part with equipment, like I said, you know, there's so much that's out there and yes. we've talked about how we started out old school. Um, I wanted to j- talk about the phones. Now I did a, a one-on-one here a while back, which I don't, I don't remember if you came on that or not, if you, you know, were in the chat or not, but I was talking about the phone usage thing and that's become rampant as it's just rampant. Um, I even see the ghost hunters. I was just watching that today, <laughs> a recent rerun and 
here's Grant, you know, or not Grant, but Jason, and he's got his phone out and he's doing pictures and he's doing sound. Now, I'm sure he knows that he's turned off, you know, put it on airplane mode, let's just say, so it does not receive any signals while you're using it, but it still drives me nuts, man. Um, I have friends that I'm working with and I'm trying to convince these guys and they're using apps. They're using those voice apps. Yes. And I'm, I am, I am trying to, I don't want to put this in a nice way. I am doing my best as the new guy to preach and preach to them that listen, not one of those. I don't even know about the Steve Huff stuff. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. Not one of these is doing what you think it's doing. It's, it's programmed with a word syntax and there's a certain amount of words that are programmed to it. Nobody walking this earth right now, nobody, I don't care who they claim to be has, has understood or deciphered what frequency goes to what word so that that would say something to you to give you an answer. Okay. Now, do they do strange things? Yes. Are there times that they say your name or say words and whatnot? Yes. You know what I would almost as the science brain in me would say is that these devices are always listening when they're on and that voice syntax has an algorithm in there and it's going to hear your name. It's going to hear different things. They're just, they're not, they're not doing what you think they're doing. How I approached it one time is I looked at the person that goes, you got the apps. What's the first word that pops out of your mind when you read the, the legalese, I guess, if you want to call it. Yeah. For entertainment purposes only. Only, yeah. That's if they read it. Yeah, yeah, that's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, take it with a grain of salt because it is for entertainment. It's going to entertain you. Yes. Is it going to do what a cassette recorder or a digital recorder will do? No. No. Nope. Nope. Um, and again, this seems like a negative show. It's not. We're just we're no. throwing out stuff. We want you guys to learn from this experience. Um, what I've seen on there, as you said, um, there are um, radio devices, apps that you get on here where your phone can turn into an AM or an FM radio. Yeah. Now, the only way it does that is when you plug these into the phone jack. Yeah. I've used those. There are there are apps on here that do the ghost box function mm-hmm. because it's using the AM radio function on it. Those do work. I right. will I will tell you all day long those work. I've I've tested them. I've tried three of them. And they do work because all that's doing is using my receiver with an antenna, these right here, folks, um, to throw that open scan. It's just throwing that open scan out there. That's all that this is doing, too. It's just scanning open frequencies. Uh, Folks on the radio can't hear us or can't see what I'm doing, but I'm holding up the ghost box. So, you know, that's all it does. But I, I... I want these guys to do great work. And I'm like, well, if you're going to use your cameras for anything, filming your investigation, which a lot of the guys do, this is how they're doing their filming. I see everybody with their handheld thing, you know, and they got their light up here and this is how they're doing their stuff. And I'm cool with it because I've, I've got one. I'm going to start yeah. using it as well. But I've dedicated a, a phone that I no longer have service on. So I never have to worry about getting any kind of in, in stuff unless I'm hooked up on the internet right. with it. Yeah. So... I don't know. I preach against that. I, I guess to me, I, I know that, like you said, uh, if you've got money to buy all those devices to go with your phone, you got money to go buy yourself a digital camera and a digital exactly. recorder. At least do me a favor and do that. Because yeah. most of the cameras nowadays have re- video recording on them anyway. So well, you can, again, use them. I would say use them, but please make sure. Okay. Uh, here's my, here's my preach. 
if you're going to use these, don't use the apps. Don't use any of the ghost apps, okay? Please, it's garbage. Let's just don't do it. Um, but turn it on airplane mode. Airplane mode, okay? And then use it all night long. Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, I guess I'm just hard to sell on that. I'm old school because I got some of the equipment. Um, you know, I'll talk about um, the ghost box a little bit. You know, uh, they have smaller versions and newer versions to do what this does is not as loud right. as this one is. Because, um, you know, that tick, 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 that's what it does. It's just clicking through all the frequencies. Um, I was not sold on that at first, Rusty. I wasn't. We uh, Bob Penny had had two of these. Um, Bob Penny's uh, Night Stalker division of our group. And Bob's like, well, I got one. Do you want it? I said, well, I've seen people using them on YouTube, but I think they're misidentifying because they were saying that it was using the random traffic and it was that's how they were getting their answers. I thought, how 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 silly and stupid. We, we, we know we have a theory that they can man manipulate, you know, electronics, but that's taking it to a, a point where I'm just not ready to jump. Right. And so we used one. I, he gave me one and we used it on an investigation and we went to a house where nobody spoke, you know, English. Uh, everybody there was speaking Mexican. And luckily uh, we got the case uh, through one of our guys in our group who was Mexican, Manny Hernandez and went out there and Manny was asking stuff in Spanish and uh, uh, we were getting weird answers in Spanish on the ghost box and we'd let it run for a few minutes because i'd like to hear what radio stations or whatever may be going on out in this area this is out in hartford michigan and uh there were no spanish radio shows on oh, wow. uh it was in direct yeah it was a direct answer to our, our questions and then something strange happened where i'm going to try to describe this but um manny had asked a question that i had posed to him and he asked it in spanish and our investigator, Randy, who was sitting at, at the table with the family, he turned and said, well, I heard them say something about a ball. And about that time, something in Spanish came out over the device. It was scanning everything and it stopped and it said something in Spanish. And Manny said that it said ball. So Randy heard it not only with his naked ear, but then it came over the box. Nice. So I said, hey, <laughs> you know, as hard as I am to convince with that thing, there's something to this. Right. And I will tell you, I have been just shockingly surprised at how good that thing can be. Other times, not so much because yep. it's 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 like most electronic devices, it's susceptible to distortion and weird things going on in the atmosphere. Oh yeah. Hello, Sorry, my wife, wife came in. Yeah, my wife came in, so I was just like, hi. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I like it. Do you guys use one of those? We we'll use the uh, SR7 spirit box yep. um like with you i we use it a couple times and it's like this is pointless yeah, right um, it wasn't until we started using the uh etsy method um i don't know if you guys know what that is it's, yep yep you put a blindfold on you put voice canceling on and someone asks questions and you just wait for a response and <laughs> that'll blow your mind you and and I, I will ask this because even when we're using the open speakers, we've done that with this. And I know that um, we did it with uh, Tommy. Tommy had done that at a couple of places too. Um, you hear more. Now, yeah. when I, when I've got the speaker on this thing, I've grown accustomed, I've grown accustomed to it. So I can hear so many different answers going on. And there seems to be many of them sometimes trying to talk to us because we'll ask, what's your favorite color? And I'm hearing seven people. Right. You know, 
Uh, yep. and, and I can't even imagine. I've not done one of those sessions yet. I've oh, sat yeah. in a room where it's dark and I've done this by myself. But I, yeah, I can only imagine because Drew has done that. And Drew said that it really messed with his head. I, I don't know if it messed with my head or not, but you get a lot of responses that will blow your mind. I mean, um, well, that's what I was asking. I mean, did it, it did you feel disoriented or only after you start a little bit off? Right. Because, uh, your eyes are shut. You know, your brain is overworking, trying to make sense of what's coming in. Right. You know, it's been it's been amazing. I, I it's a it's a big piece of my equipment. It's a lot of what I do. Um, I've played a few that I've captured. You know, at some of the events, and I think you've heard the one where we were at the Clarence Street House with all the screaming. Yep. Yeah, I mean that came over yeah. that device. So I'm right. just like, what the hell? And then last night or, or Saturday night, I keep saying last night. My days are moving together. Um, Saturday night, I, I went into uh, one of the main rooms here, which is going to be called the Webster Room after E.C. Webster, who started the hotel in the 1880s, 1884 after that. Um, and as you hear the device in the background, which is clicking and it's doing its scan, I'm across the room and I have the digital recorder on a windowsill, which is on the other part of the room. So we're virtually doing a triangle where I've got everything set up. And I mean, immediately I say, Mr. Webster, and it's not over the box. Right. You hear the box scanning. You hear somebody up near that microphone says, yes, wow. it's very clear. And I didn't know it until I just happened to be sitting downstairs about an hour later. I said, well, I'm going to listen to a couple of my things while uh, Shane was setting up his equipment. And I went, you know, first, first couple of rooms, listened to about 10 minutes, you know, because he was having some difficulty setting up. And the last one on, on file four, I start playing it and I'm in that room and I heard that. And I, I mean, I about jumped up through the roof because it's been years since I've gotten a really good right. EVP like that. And uh, Noah Machen heard it and he's like, whoa. And, you know, I have to tell people my nipples got hard for a minute there. And, uh, you know, I was pretty excited. And then as I listened on, you know, he says, ask me questions. And this is not over the, it's not coming out of the box. You can right. tell it's in the room with me. Um, and I was hearing nothing and I claimed to be sensitive. And I was, I was telling Noah, I was a little angry about that too. Cause I didn't really feel much in there, right. but you know what? Maybe the door wasn't open that night. Who knows? Who knows? Know. Who knows? Exactly. So what's new with you and what's next for your team? Anything special going on? Uh, yeah, we're going back to Michigan theater, of course. And always got to do that. Come on. Always. <laughs> you know, and we're heading back up to Edson again in summer, uh, June, I think it is. I don't have my calendar in front of me, so I can't give you any good dates right now. Um, I got a few house investigations coming up, so we're very good. Again. Very good. Where where can everybody find your group? Where can uh, they find you, you? Find us on Facebook. It's Central Michigan Paranormal Investigations. Look for the big ambulance. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. I, I mean, even though I got an ecto, I can't beat the ambulance. <laughs> we got a new one though. I do. I got a new one. Yep. Oh, yep. so yep. do we. Well, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. What'd you do with the old one? I sold it, actually. Damn it. The funny hell. thing is, is where I bought that one was over uh, New Boston, over by St. Clair Shores and all that. The couple that bought it from me lived in the same area in New Boston. And I'm like, well, that's. It's full come full circle. circle. Yeah, it's gone yeah, yeah. full circle. Yeah, they're going to put it into a camper. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That'll be a perfect camper. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, I can't wait to see the new new ambulance, and I know that I am going to throw some invites out to you here pretty soon, get you over here to the poor house, and we got to have you to the sure. Hotel Nichols here very soon. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you were on my my thought and mind, but I started working with this new group of guys. I figured, well, I'll get these guys in first, and um, if we can make it happen here soon, I'll, I'll hit you up oh, uh, for sure. Because sure. um, we've got some, you know, Masonic temples and different things we're going to be doing in Michigan too. But we keep saying, we've said it for how many years we're going to get together again and work and we have done oh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Other than meet at the hot dog place, the Coney. Yeah. But, but, well, yeah. And that was cool that you came up there. I really appreciate that. And showing oh. us that prison. Yeah. The old prison was cool. Yeah. Yes. If you ever we, get a chance to go in there, go in there. They'll they'll let you in there to look around for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I ain't gonna. I, you're gonna be my man. I'm gonna come there and hook up with you first. Everybody, this has been Rusty Jones here from CMPI. He's, he's been with us tonight, and we've just been shooting the poop. Maybe it's maybe sounded like a lot of complaining. Hopefully, it didn't come off that way. Yeah. It's just yeah. things that we've learned. You know, it's just things that we've learned, and and um, you know, we have. I want to have him back again because we can talk more and more about more things, po- more positive things. Oh yeah. But uh, it's been fun. I appreciate you coming out here and filling in my spot tonight. Because, like I said, just things. Everything. It's it's what my wife say. uh, Mercury and retrograde is going on, which explains how the last three or four days of my life have been going. Right. Absolutely. All right, everybody. This has been Rusty Jones here with CMPI. Uh, You can find us at unrestrictedparanormal.com. That's unrest. R X D D paranormal.com you can also find us at unrestrictedradio.com that's spelled normal and uh, you can download the app and it, they play music and bands and artists that uh, your local stations won't so if you're into like rock and you know the grunge rock or you know the punk rock a horror rock i don't care what it is we have bands that do bluegrass we got we got it all and uh, a lot of independent artists and that's what we're what we're doing there uh, Saturday nights and Sunday nights, we do a little paranormal on, on both those nights, so you can hear us over there. Uh, Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com. Uh, please go check them out online, uh, 1895's Bed and Breakfast, right here in downtown Kalamazoo, and right across the street, if you're paranormal-minded, right across the street's a cemetery, a very large cemetery, uh, which lends a lot of people who I think come over and talk to us when we're doing our events uh, as well. Frank and Mary are buried there. You can go give them a visit. Uh, if you go to stay in South Haven, Michigan, please come and visit Historic Hotel Nichols. It's the last surviving, still functioning historic hotel here in downtown. And uh, they would love to, to see you. But uh, I would say give them a call and uh, go to their website and, and book now because they fill up fast for the season. Uh, we're shut down now, but... Uh, Things are coming around the corner. Uh, as always, you know, uh, Gun Barrel Coffee, you've had the rest, drink the best. They're out of Batavia, Illinois, but go to gunbarrelcoffee.com. Not wearing their hat tonight. I'm doing the, the D, the Detroit Tigers. Um, and it's run by veterans, roasted by veterans. And, and all, yeah, I see it, man. You're the man. And so uh, all the proceeds, not all proceeds, a portion of the proceeds go to help veterans organizations. I'm Dan Howard, the Southern Michigan Paranormals, and I will leave you with this. And, and this, uh, this is a tag that I borrowed from my good friend Mike McKelly, who's since retired from radio here, that if uh, you can't be kinder and smarter, please be quieter. I think that's good advice. It is. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you next time. And next show, next week, Monday, um, is going to be a special show. I almost forgot. Uh, you're going to be able to hear some of the evidence from our investigation here at the castle. And I will have some of the folks on with us and, and we will, uh, we'll do our thing.
I did say castle, didn't I? She's like, hey, it's not the it's not the not the castle. Here at the hotel, sorry. Um, I haven't been drinking it, honestly. It's it's not a all right, buddy. Everybody, have a good night. We'll talk to you. Soon.